Hey everybody, thanks for checking into Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Now on Job Search Guide, we bring you advice and strategies you can implement in your quest for a new position, and we do that by speaking to experienced professionals in the area of employment and careers. Today we're focusing on communication skills, specifically the importance of listening. Now too often, candidates fail to be good listeners, and it does cost them a potential job. To help teach us how to become better listeners, we have Dorothy Tannenhill-Moran joining us over the phone today. Dorothy comes to us from Next Chapter New Life and brings a ton of hands-on experience both in management and a number of other areas related to the employment success realm. Dorothy, great to have you on today. Hi, good to be here. Now, before we jump into the, the topic at hand, we always ask our guests to just briefly describe your professional experiences, especially as you can relate it to this topic we're going to be talking about today. Sure, absolutely. Well, to kind of go backwards in time, for the past five years, I've been a leadership and career coach. And so that's given me the occasion to work with people kind of at all levels to either find jobs or to advance in the job that they have. And previous to that, I was with Intel as manager, a high-level manager, in fact, for 21 years. And during that tenure, obviously, I did a lot of hiring, uh, including the startup of a number of organizations. But during that tenure, I was also in charge of the staffing organization, as well as college uh, relations and recruiting. So, if you will, Tim, one way or the other, I've kind of been on what I call all sides of the hiring desk. I've hired, I've recruited, and of course, I've been there, done it myself. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, no, that's great, obviously, that you have sort of that, uh, just the balance of seeing the different sides of the table and hearing the different sides of, of what we're talking about, the idea of listening when it comes to communication. And, of course, we hear that all the time, that the importance of having communication skills and you're looking for a job, trying to land a new position. It does seem, though, that when we're talking about that, people interpret it as meaning speaking or writing skills. And obviously, we're focusing on the other half this time in listening. So I guess just to throw it out there to start, why is being a good listener so important when you are looking for a job? Well, you have to think of communication kind of like a computer, input, output. Uh, Communication has the transmission of information and the receiving or the listening part of the information. And in order for you and I to have a good dialogue, whether or not it's this program, whether or not it's an interview, whether or not it's chatting each other up, that process has two parts to it. And I think we oftentimes think about writing skills, which of course is important, Mm. and we also think about what's going to come out of my mouth. Right, (laughs) yeah. But we don't always think that much about listening, because if we're not listening, we're not listening completely, then the next thing out of our mouth might be completely stupid. <laughs> well, that, that was one thing someone brought up was that uh, she was actually talking about her husband, that she feels he just is sitting there waiting to speak as opposed to listening. I mean, is that something that you come across a lot and that is a big issue? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, granted, we're all kind of self-centered. We don't like to think that. Sure. <laughs> to some degree, we are. And what that means is that we're very interested in getting our point across, Mm -hmm. advocating a position, and this kind of thing. And so if you and I are 
involved in some kind of a topic, particularly if it's interviewing, I think, oh my gosh, I've got this limited amount of time and I've got to say something really intelligent and stunning so you'll hire me. Sure. And it doesn't always work out that way. Like you said, if you answer a question that wasn't asked pretty much, I think is what probably you're getting to with that. Now, when we're talking about this listening versus non-listening, that sort of thing, I guess, how does this actually affect how, you know, a potential employer might think of you or how they may view you if they pick up on some sort of uh, lack of listening skill there? What what are they actually assessing in that in that regard? Well, when it comes to the interview, it's all about fit and likability. And a big part of the likability is, are you and I truly engaging with each other? Mm-hmm. And as a result of that engagement, am I going to want to hang out with you for the next X number of years? Right. You know, every single day. So, if you will, I have to like you. And part of liking you is this whole thing of connecting. And connecting is you're hearing me, you're paying attention to me. I need to know that I care, that I matter as a human, not just, to, you know, as a hiring person, as a recruiter or hiring manager, because we are people at the end of the day. And even though this is a business transaction, hiring somebody, I have to know that I'm going to like you. Mm-hmm. And if I don't think you're paying attention to me or that you're fully listening to me and you're paying more attention to what's in your head, well, I might not care that much about you. No, that, that that makes perfect sense. It's amazing, you know, how many times we do interviews and and uh, we hear about, obviously you have all these sort of statistics and you're making sure people's skills match up, but it does so much come down to that, as you said, that likability and, and why would you want to hang out with somebody who's not going to listen to you fully? So I think that makes perfect sense. Just putting it in that, that specific uh, realm, I think, helps our listeners a little bit there. When we talked about this, when I brought this story up with some of, uh, some of the team uh, with LJN Radio, the question came about, is this a bigger problem now? than it has been in the past. I mean, maybe you talk about attention spans and technology and, and all that playing a factor. Do you notice it being a bigger problem of, of people not listening? Do you think it hasn't changed? I guess what's just sort of your overall take on, on where we've gone from the past to now when it comes to the listening skills? I don't have any data. This is all anecdotal. Sure. But I do think, I do think that our prevalent use of the computers, texting, social media, this kind of thing, has relegated our communication into a less interactive communication style. I think that people are kind of out there in the universe still aching to connect with people, and so it's almost like the floodgates open. You know, the times that I get people on the telephone Mm -hmm. and start asking questions, I will get a 15-minute overview, 15 minutes <laughs> of nonstop, don't suck in any air <laughs> you know, from people. <laughs> it's like, come on, come on, let's see, take a breath here, <laughs> this kind of stuff. So I do think that our whole technology has kind of set up great communications in one way, but I think we still have the need to be heard. And I think that because it's not as interactive as you and I speaking together, 
it, it's kind of like pent up demand that it's like, if I don't talk to somebody right now, I'm going to burst. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you brought up that side of it. That was another thing that we wanted to touch on was the idea of whether it be a phone interview or in person. Uh, that's what we read about. We talk, we read about people talking too much and sort of rambling on and and not taking that breath and not just stopping essentially to let the, the uh, employer speak or the potential employer. Do you have any advice or, or any tips that you can give to people to sort of help them put limits on what they're saying or how much they're speaking or to be able to, to be more succinct in their answers? Yes, I do, Tim. When I'm working with my clients, uh, first of all, I think that you can't over-practice interviewing, mm-hmm. okay? I, when I teach workshops, I ask the question, show of hands, how many people here have practiced interviewing any time in the past six months? And out of 50 people, I'll get maybe three or four. So first of all, you need to practice. Right. But another thing that people need to do is they need to not have a response that's going to go past two minutes, because two minutes is really kind of the tolerance that we have before we start going, I'm either going to have to cut you off or I'm going to start tuning out. Right. And so we oftentimes don't really have a feel, an internal feel for what two minutes is like. And so when you're practicing your interviewing skills and practicing the responses that you're going to give to different kinds of questions, you also need to time yourself to see to it that anything that you're going to respond to isn't going to go past two minutes. And let's just say that you were asked a really technical question that was really seriously involved. then. What you do is you chat, 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 and then test to go, okay, I really have a few more points to make, but I don't want to talk too much. Would you like for me to continue? Hmm. Okay. You know, and and so what you're doing is you're you're putting a break in there. You're asking permission to say, hey, I've got a few more points to make here. Should I continue? If they've heard enough, they'll tell you, no, I think I've got the idea of kind of what you did there. Or if they want to hear the rest of the story, either because they're interested in the story or because they haven't yet heard what they want to hear, then they'll, they'll guide you to continue. But again, you need to practice that so you can get a feel for what two minutes feels like. No, I think that's great. Those are great suggestions as far as being able to help with that side of it. I do think that's a a big issue for a lot of uh, candidates in that regard. So hopefully, again, if people are taking this to heart and people are truly listening, uh, obviously appropriate here, that'll help them out in their search. You know, the other side of it, obviously, when we're talking about the actual listening part, you hear this term of active listening. Um, You know, again, maybe people have different ideas of what that means. For you, how do you define active listening? What are ways that people can actually practice that where it it really is effective and it shows or it it helps them uh, just really focus in on what is being said as opposed to worrying about what they're going to say next? Active listening is where you are going to say something back to the person that you're interacting with that acknowledges that you're listening. An example of this, Tim, is exactly what I'm doing right now, which is 
to go. Okay, so Tim, as I understand it, what you'd like to know a little bit more about is what constitutes active listening. Mm -hmm. I didn't use your exact words. I used my words, but I used a couple of things here that let you know that I was listening. Okay. Right. So that's, that's what active listening tends to be. Now, I think a lot of people think that it's being a bobblehead, you know, that it's nod, 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 while this person is saying something. And while your body language does play a role with your interaction with a person, active listening is really, truly giving some indication back to the other person either paraphrasing or saying, let me make sure I understand your question correctly. And you put that question in your words, not their words. And so what that means to the other person is you not only listened, but you've kind of added dimension to this because now you're putting in words that might be meaningful to you. So it expands our universal understand it of our conversation. So if I repeat something back to you that isn't quite right, it gives you the opportunity to correct me, hmm. you know, before I do fall over the cliff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing. And so that's that's a big part of it. But let me also just say body language is important. It is part of your communication. So being aware of what's taking place with your body, anything from gestures to looking them in the eye to slightly leaning forward in your chair is giving a little bit more energy and a little bit more engagement in what the other person is saying. When it comes to body language, I always had a question about the eye contact. I, I, I was always unsure you know, do you really try to look deep into their eyes? Do you look away here or there because people get uncomfortable? How, in terms of listening, what's sort of the a good gauge of of how well that uh, or how long that eye contact is is held, or any any advice you have in that regard? Yeah, um, this is the kind of thing that is a little bit more subjective, sure. like the two minute response. But you certainly don't want to be drilling a hole <laughs> for the person. You know, so you look like a stalker or something like <laughs> this, <laughs> but, but you do want to look at them. You want to look in their eyes, in their face, and then look away. You know, perhaps like if you're thinking of something, our eyes tend to go up mm -hmm. as we're starting to think and to access our memory for things. So when people see you look at them and then look up as an example, they understand naturally that what you're doing is first listening to them and second thinking about what's going on. Or you could be looking down to check your notes because one of the things I always suggest is that you bring in your own personal cheat sheet to an interview and have your key points, the things that are the most important that you want to make sure that you have made in the course of that interview. So it's also okay to glance down. So no, you don't want to lock eyes for a full hour with somebody. Sure. <laughs> but, 
but you do want to make periodic eye contact and you want to smile. Ah, I, I like that little throw in there at the end. I think that's a, that's a tough one for me, like just being able to feel that genuine smile come across. But uh, I think it definitely does work. We, we talked to a lot of people. It seems like it does. It is effective with that. I mean, does that does that in a way express that you're listening as well? Just a little smile, a simple smile? Yeah, plus it's kind of the tribal the significance, you know, that says, I like you because I'm smiling at you. Right. And if I like you, you're naturally going to like me a little bit better. I mean, my goodness, you've got the good taste to like me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those kind of things. And so it's, it's very primal. Smiling is very primal. It's a signal that you and I are not only communicating, but we're starting to connect. And, of course, that's really important. Now, just so you know, I can tell that you're smiling, and I can't even see you, (laughs) you know, because there is also a tonality that goes with smiling. Right. Your voice is going to be more lifted and this kind of thing. And so I suspect that when you do these programs, you probably smile quite a bit as you're going through it, and other people can tell that. Well, good to hear. And yes, you're right on. I do like to smile during during these interviews. These types of interviews, I have no problem smiling. I, we always have great guests <laughs> on. I think, that, I think that's the reason. Now, obviously, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about is is communication and listening when, say, you're in the interview, or even if it's a phone interview, you brought that up uh, a couple of times. But it also comes up as a question in terms of when you are trying to get a position, you know, asking, well, what are, how would you describe your communication skills? I don't know. In terms of responding to that and the listening aspect, I guess, how do you respond to that? Because you obviously don't say, well, I'm a great listener, but is there a way to really emphasize or to illustrate your listening skills? Because obviously an employer is going to see that as important when it comes to working with their team. Mm-hmm. Well, to some degree, this is this is going to be kind of a trust issue. I mean, the entire, well, most of the interview is kind of a trust issue. However, if you can actually hail back to any kind of awards or accolades that perhaps you've received for outstanding communication, any of this kind of thing does add to your credibility. But if you don't have those kinds of things to talk about, keep in mind this is a skill. And if you stay too high level when you say, oh, yeah, I've got great communication skills, take it down a notch. You know, take it down the notch that says, well, I communicate well in writing, but also I'm a very good two-way communicator, which means I ask great questions, which means I get great information from other people. So when you can kind of take it down a level, it's it's kind of like talking about computer programming. If all I ever did was to say, yep, I can program a computer, that's not going to give the other person much information. So be willing mm-hmm. to take it down a notch. Because as an example, I would say I'm a pretty good communicator, but the thing that I'm really good at is asking questions. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think that makes that makes perfect sense, and it it's not that that sort of cookie cutter answer that I think you know a lot of people end up giving. So, uh, you know, again, with all the other advice you've given us, I think that's a great tip for people to to take away from this. We are getting a little low on time, so I did want to give you though kind of the floor. We like to give our guests uh, the opportunity to to leave our listeners with a little takeaway from all the the items you've discussed. Um, is there anything you would throw out there to job seekers? You know, any final tips or advice when it comes to the listening aspect of things when you are out there looking for that next job? I think most people have a pretty good handle on whether or not they're a big talker. You know, if they talk too much. And I, I think we have an understanding of our, our style, and people give us that feedback. If you fall into that category, you probably have more to be concerned with than perhaps other styles that aren't quite as chatty. So it's even more important for you to do this two-minute timing, because being chatty, talking a lot, is a that our culture in general really enjoys. However, there's times when it's really inappropriate to be overly chatty. And an interview is one of those times because they've got an agenda. They've got things they want to to find out and to learn. So you're going to have to kind of stifle yourself if you're overly chatty. If you're dead opposite of that, you need to practice so you can provide good, robust answers. Sounds like a perfect way to, to wrap it up as you're looking to sort of hit on both sides of the scale there. And, and what I get from what you're saying as well, a lot of it comes down to just that self-awareness. And unless you, unless you have that, you're not going to be able to probably be very successful in anything you do. Well, true. <laughs> Communication is key to your success categorically, whether or not it's getting an interview on the job relationships with others. Communication is so key to the relationships that we have with other people in all of those different settings that you just simply can't overdo your skill development for great communication. Well, unfortunately, that'll do it for us on this edition of Job Search Guide here on LJN Radio. We obviously hope all of you listeners have been paying attention today and that you can use these tips to help land a new job. Our expert guest has been Dorothy Tannehill Moran with Next Chapter New Life. Thanks again, Dorothy, for giving us some great insight into the importance of listening during the job search. We do appreciate it. Okay. Thanks a lot, Pam. Of course, we'd love to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So please send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions, really, for any of our podcasts on localjobnetwork.com radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everyone.